Hey everybody, welcome to Sippy Cup Cocktails. I'm Lance. I'm Hallie. What you drinking this week, Hallie? Durr. <laughs> the Prophecy Wine. Yep. I was going to bring down the ice cream though. I was like, I'm kind of in an ice cream mood. Yeah. Is that technically a Sippy Cup? It's, yeah, it's, we can. I can put it in a wine glass. That's but true. I decided not to. They probably make wine ice cream. That sounds gross. Uh, yeah, Mm-mm. probably. I'm thinking of my pinot. Uh, that sounds yeah. Probably not, but there's probably like some sharp, like some sweet, like Riesling ice cream. Maybe or something like out a. There. I would. If it's sweet, I could see it being an ice cream. So like Moscato. Yeah. Or maybe even a sweet Riesling, but like a dry wine. No. Maybe like a like a gelato, like that Italian like. I don't know. Ice cream, maybe. I'd taste it. I wouldn't buy it. You test it out. Yeah, I would taste it yeah, and take, test it. You take the hit for the team. Yeah, before yeah. I ever bought it. Yeah, you take your taste and like, all right, I'm gonna eat this gallon just to make sure it's safe, guys. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. No, not the full gallon. No, not the full. That'd gallon. be ridiculous. That would be yeah. Half gallon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? I am having an old-fashioned. And what's all in that? Uh, well, I've actually switched to using uh, simple syrup instead of sugar cubes. Okay. Because I got tired of like trying to dissolve a chunk of sugar. Well, you'd have to mash it down. Well, I used to, but it's like it never would completely dissolve, so I just started oh. making simple syrup and keeping it in the fridge. So, a little simple syrup, some bitters, some mm-hmm. whiskey, and an orange peel. Mm. So. There you go. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It might be my favorite cocktail. Really? Yeah. I, I drink lots of like just whiskeys and uh, mm-hmm. ginger ale. I drink lots of gin and tonics and stuff like that. But Is it refreshing? Uh, Not particularly. The citrus is really good. Mm-hmm. Like you get that like orange peel kind of like that citrus oil flavor. But yeah. it's just it's a really good combination of flavors. Oh. Like all stuff that tastes good, but it's more than the sum of its parts. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's like a good cheeseburger. Mm, yeah. You know, it, it's more than just bun and meat and cheese and toppings. And it's everything. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful together. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and in fact, it's uh, what Ryan Gosling seduces Emma Stone in one of our favorite uh, romantic comedies. Crazy Stupid Love? Yes. Yes. We haven't watched that for a while. No, we haven't. Or probably do for a rewatch. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. And I haven't watched La La Land. I was thinking about that the other one day too oh yeah so yeah you were big on that movie when it first came out i think i only watched it like twice though really Mm -hmm. i feel like you watched it like Mm -mm. once a week for a couple months nope huh maybe just the soundtrack i was playing the soundtrack that must be it yeah yeah i wasn't watched in the movie i watched the movie like once maybe twice yeah so but the soundtrack i played over and over yeah it's so good it is yeah john legend is a talented man very very talented even when he uses the f-bomb Against Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, not against Ted Cruz, against Paul Ryan. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a perfect segue. Yeah, um, it is. So we're both kind of furious right now. Yeah. Um, just, just for context, in case anybody ever catches up on this late, uh, we are recording on June 18th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And we are currently dealing with the fact that uh, the story has been building up over the past few days and it really kind of broke over the weekend i felt like yeah for sure that the big context of it is due to the current administration's zero tolerance policy for immigration violations 
from April 19th to May 31st, almost 2,000 children were separated from their parents at the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah. Almost 2,000 people. Just, yeah. Two, sorry, 2,000 children. Yeah, 2,000 children. And then another 2,000, you know, parents. And... Yeah, two to 4,000 parents got pulled away from their kids. No, it. they showed it today. I saw it. It was, like, just shy of 2,000 kids and then... Just under 2,000 adults. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. multiple, multiple children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the stance that they're taking is, well, this is just, this is the policy. This is the law. Yeah. And we're choosing to follow the law to its full extent. It's not the law. And no, yeah, there there is no law saying that it is required that children be separated from parents crossing the border. Correct. They are using a, an interpretation of this idea of, well, you can't incarcerate children and adults together, so you have to separate them. Mm-hmm. Even though we're dealing with completely separate issues here. And at least a portion of these parents and children that are being separated are people that have come to the United States seeking asylum. Yeah. It's not illegal to come to a border to seek asylum mm-hmm. from violence, Uh threat of attack from gang violence from governmental persecution so that's AKA not a crime. basically just wanting to provide a better life for your kids yeah and they or are yourself yeah they yeah. are in such dire straits that they pack up their bags and they travel across dangerous territory well hell i don't even know sorry i don't even know if they pack up their bags i mean they have with them the clothes on their back yeah half I, the guess, time, I guess i'm just using it. the i'm using yeah. just the expression but yeah oftentimes they don't have any physical possessions yeah. and they just show up to the border seeking asylum yeah and it's not a crime and i know there are people who are coming across across the border illegally i get that but as with the homeland secretary said today the people that go to the border control stations and seek asylum half the time they're being turned away because the asylum control centers are overcrowded with people already seeking asylum so they're said oh just come back well how many freaking days do they have to wait before they can finally seek asylum yeah of course they're going to try to come over just to say hey well maybe we can get through i understand that that's not the politically lawful way to do it right but what else are they supposed to do? Yeah, we just we sit have... across on the other side of the border in a makeshift tent that they ha- I mean, they're not she didn't say anything about well they're given supplies until we can actually process them through. If the US has such a problem with it, then that's where the administration needs to come through and say, "Well, we're going to provide more funds to these border control centers so that way those people who seeking asylum have the necessary supplies to give to these people if they need to wait." Yeah. And like we're coming at this from the aspect of we have a national monument in this country in the outside of New York City, Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And the inscription says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. And these people are coming to this country just trying to seek a life where they're not actively being hunted mm-hmm. to be killed. And we're ripping kids away. We're tearing babies away from breastfeeding mothers. Yeah, We're throwing... You know, boys in cages. Well, even women separate from girls. Yeah, I don't know. Like they haven't been able to get into the women, the girls, and the toddlers. Yeah, that's the really messed up thing. Is yeah. they tried to share this. Like, okay, here, here's the pictures of these detention centers or whatever they want to call them. Whatever yeah. your, whatever your, AKA not concentration, concentration camp yeah. word you want to use is. Mm-hmm. And it's all boys. 
They yeah. haven't shared a. They haven't voluntarily shared a single detail about what's going on. With female there's camps. already a Texas um, law enforcement. I can't remember a sheriff or a PD that's already been accused of sexually assaulting a four-year-old girl. Yeah, and saying you know like either like basically do what I tell you to do or your mother will be deported. Yeah, it's and it's just messed up. Like, and that's even goes beyond uh, the story that I thought was really messed up was there was a young girl, a super young girl, like toddler age still in diapers like i've just thrown into one of these cages Mm -hmm. and so a 16 year old girl that was also in the cage took it upon herself to care for this girl and change her diapers and teach the other girls in the detention center how to care for this infant and toddler because she knew like well i'm obviously not gonna be here so i gotta teach these 13 and 14 year old girls how if i'm not here here's how to change diaper here's how to you know feed a baby just all this stuff and it's it's horrifying Mm -hmm. and to the point where, let me see if I can find. So they've this. already they started doing this stuff, but they're not actually prepared to, to to actually provide for these people. Yeah, and so we we have all of this happening. We have a president that's saying like, I hate it, I hate this policy, but it's it's just the law that the Democrats yeah. put in place. When, okay, number one, it's not a law. We've already talked about that. Two, it's not a democratic thing. Two, it's not a democrat thing. It's a policy of this current administration. And three, there's currently a bill being circulated in the U.S. Senate to basically ban the separation of children from parents crossing the border. And that's our biggest thing Every, between you and me. All 49 Democrats and independents have signed on to this law. Not one single Republican senator has signed on in support of this law. Mm-hmm. But they put out these statements saying how disappointed they are and they wish it could be better. You have the power to make it better. Yeah. You can put this into law to fix this problem. And we're acting like we are a police state that is actively persecuting people coming here because we tell the world we're the best country in the world. Yeah, but screw you if you want to get in here. It's it's it, not going to happen. It is. And I li- get it. I get the fact that, yeah, there are criminals. There are sex traffickers. Trust me, I work in a bank. I understand how this works. But you have to understand that not all of them are in this bunch yeah i don't know the logistics i don't know the yeah we don't have hard numbers on hard numbers how many are asylum seekers but i don't care who immigrants. they are if you're they're coming across this the border they should kids should not be ripped away from the adults that they're with there should be due diligence of finding out if this is actually their parent as they come together you should not be ripping children away from yeah. their parents it's it's the biggest thing, and I've heard, like, we were watching just the... And the, if you want... Oh, well, sorry, one more sure. second. Yeah. So, like, I've been taught, like, sex traffickers, if there's somebody with a sex trafficker and they need help, they're not going to do that. It's going to be something you have to coax out of them. So, if these are individuals bringing sex, like, kids over that have been given over from their parents, but actually for this traffic purpose, then there should be a due diligence of just pulling the kids away for, you know different sessions to just try to get to know him and like so this is your mom this is your dad where are you from how old are you trying to get him that should be part of the legal process of getting these people into the state you shouldn't just automatically rip them away from the adult that they come with yeah and it's yeah I just and so, yeah this is it's so insanely inhumane what we're doing because we have you have children literally if you look at the pictures online they're sleeping on they're trying to sleep on concrete floors under foil blankets in a cage. Yeah. 
That's, it, that's the only word for it. You can yeah, call it whatever you want. It's a cell. It's a cage. Because they It's a bunch leave. of chain link fence in a square. Mm-hmm. That's a goddamn cage. And I saw a story today. It was like anecdotal through Twitter. But like they, the administration put this whole thing like, well, after a certain number of hours, they're remitted over to the Department of Health and Human Services to care for them. And they're taking care of them. Blah, 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 blah. We're put on a... F- 12:30 a.m. flight yeah, to Miami. That gets me so bad. That's because that's terrible. where that's where the Department of Health and Human Services like had room for them. That's fine. I I get I get the that's idea. Awful, of, that's where you need to put them. But you're taking kids away from their parents in Arizona. You put the kids on a plane and you fly them yeah. two thirds away across the country. Mm-hmm. How the hell are they How supposed are to get the their, parents yeah. supposed to know where they are? That's ridiculous. And I know. I cried because a flight attendant posted on Facebook. Or, like, did a posting, and I read the posting today, and she's, like, she even tried to comfort one of the kids, and one of the chaperones, like, scowled and gave her a dirty look. Like, yeah. how dare you talk to this kid? It's yeah. like, honey, they, they're they here. It's an 11. It was 16 kids between the age 11 and 6-year-old. Yeah. And it's like, they're just been ripped away from their parent. Plus, they're being put in on a, put on a plane and flown all the way across the country to another Holding cell. Yeah. It's and how the hell are they... Who's paying for all this, too? <laughs> That's another whole topic. Yeah, but how the hell are they supposed to get back to their parents? And how are their parents supposed to know what's going on? And, yeah, and how... That's just well, not right. Here's it's here's the thing where you talk about how are they supposed to get back to their parents. People say, like, oh, well, because the, the big story that first started this was the... It was incorrectly reported and piled on by the left. And we can admit that. The whole idea of, like... The Department of Health and Human Services lost fifteen hundred kids. Yeah, and but it was. I mean, again, we that, understood. We read that, that reporting was falsified. Right. It was incorrect. It was exaggerated. It was just basically yes, saying the parents did not specifically know where the ki- children were, but the Department of Health and Human Services knew mm-hmm. where all these children were. They knew what foster homes they were in, etc. Yeah. But the I saw a report that basically one lawmaker that was in favor of this policy. They said, like, well, we should just come up with a simple identification system. Maybe we just pin an identification number to each of these people. And we are at this point in history where I have to look at that and I have to assume it's real. Yeah. I want to say there's no way somebody just said put ID numbers on these people that we are basically separating and imprisoning. Would you like the paper or tattoo form? Exactly. Like, I'm trying not to conjure up images of tattooed serial numbers and yellow stars on clothings yep. but i have to look at that and wonder if it's real or not not mm-hmm. immediately go okay that's obviously a fake exaggerated story yeah it's and we are i in, the administration saying well this was put in back in the previous and previous administration yeah but that administration knew enough to know that this was wrong well that this was not something to follow to again, the letter even if that's true you have a president, a House, and a Senate all in the same party. Mm-hmm. It should be fairly simple to come up with some type of bill to get the hand. You don't need mm-hmm. any help from the opposite party in the House. Yep. You need nine people in the Senate from the opposite party to sign on to your bill to get it to the floor to vote. It should not be difficult to come up with some solution that is kind and humane enough to get those votes. Yep. But they are not taking action. Nope. And they're sitting with their thumbs up their ass. And I have to just, <laughs> I have to just look at this. Of, you have to put yourself in the place of those parents. Yeah. 
Oh, like, I know. And so, and then this little thought came to me, and this is. So we have an autistic child. Yes. Think of the children. I mean, I know it's just children as a whole, but then like I think of like if Jackson was ripped away from me, oh my god, I'd fucking lose my shit. Like there's well, no one else who could care for him, and there has to be dozens of kids who are in these holding facilities that have some type of special needs. Just yeah, just on odds alone. Mm-hmm. Two thousand children from April nineteenth to May thirty first. Yeah. 20 of them have to have special needs. And then part of me... Uh, sorry, another topic. Why is this now coming to light? Why didn't we know about this before? Because they were keeping this under wraps. It, uh. it took leakers. It took... I read a story. I was trying to find it earlier. I couldn't really find it, and I didn't want to ruin the flow of the conversation. Yeah. There was a whistleblower that worked for ICE that just quit his job mm. because he could not take what he was being asked and ordered to do anymore and he Good said for that guy. i'm out and he basically blew the whistle like, that's how we found out about these walmart detention centers is mm. this guy quit his job and called a reporter yeah this Just has to stop imagine what's happening at these centers where these young girls are that we don't have pictures or video of and we aren't allowed access two to months now since they started being detained you know i i wish i could say like Oh, I trust that you know these adults and they're handling themselves responsibly, but what we I know publicly has proven that not to be true. I don't trust adults. I don't trust a lot of people. We can't take this current administration's word for anything. For anything because it has constantly been shifting. It's always, well, this did not happen. Well, this did happen. Well, okay, it did happen, but it didn't happen the way he said it did. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it did. Well, but it, it doesn't really matter because X, Y, Z Well, it's a democratic happened. law. No, it's not a law. It's a policy that your administration put into place. No, but did you see those or NFL that, players kneeling during the national yeah. anthem? Like it's, yeah. And it's, now we're talking about space travel because, you know, he has to defer it to something else. It's, That's the administration has to We're dealing to with people that away. try to obfuscate project and just block questions yeah. and it's like even just uh we were talking about today the daily white house press briefing was delayed for three hours for them to get their shit together and that's all it, could. it it was i can just assume it was they were trying to find somebody dumb enough to go out in front of those reporters and answer for these questions well, and no. they landed on they said the homeland security was the best choice because she knew what was going on from top to bottom of what was happening obviously but then she, she couldn't didn't. because she couldn't answer half the questions that were put out in front of her yeah they questioned her about those photos about like that two-year-old oh, girl no crying at the border about. um your department put the po- pictures out too uh well not only that those photos have been in the news for 48 hours. Yeah, and if you're not aware of the news, then you shouldn't be in your job. Yeah, exactly. You are excuse, the news. I can excuse somebody that's not an elected official, that's not a... I've been attached to my phone a secretary of for a, a whole freaking 72 hours since Friday, constantly updating, seeing what's going on, seeing what people are putting, putting make, seeing if there's anything I can do to help, to what I can do to promote the change, but... And then she has the gall to say, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then you're not doing your job effectively. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that you you hit a really good uh, transition point here, trying to figure out what we can do to help. Mm-hmm. So if you are just like us, if you're furious about this, if you think that separating children from their parents is just flat out wrong, if you want to try and help these people that have no financial resources that have no legal knowledge of the complex United States immigration law system. 
um, we found a basically a blog that has put together information and has started to make a big push for raising money for these people. Uh, and it's from mamastery.com. And I'll, I'll include the link in the description for this podcast. We'll put it on the Facebook post for this podcast. We'll put it in the tweet, everything like that. But um, just to give a point to, at the time of this blog post, when it first came out uh, a day or two ago, um, they had raised uh, $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, of that, uh, $345,000 went to uh, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. Uh, $125,000 have been given to the Safe Passage Project, $200,000 to Kids in Need of Defense, an organization that trains lawyers to represent immigrant children, and so on and so forth. So this is an organization that is taking this issue very seriously. They're donating the money only to organizations that are using it responsibly and for the benefit of these people. So there's a donation link that I'll include so I'll include a link to the blog post and to this actual donation link in both the podcast description, our Facebook post, and our tweet. And if you guys can give anything at all to help these people, we definitely encourage you to do so. Yep. We do. So just to end on that, sorry. I'm no, quoting a twit a Twitter a twit. <laughs> I'm quoting a Twitter. Um, people say you shouldn't lose friends over politics, but hear me out. It is very okay and, in fact, good to lose friends who approve of keeping children captive in order to negotiate the building of large walls. And that's the fundamental purpose. This is inhumane, disturbing, despicable to withhold children from their parents. Yeah. Period. I, and it's awful. Like, like you said before, we understand we are a country of laws. It's important to follow those laws because otherwise it's just chaos and nothing really matters. Correct. However, in no to, say, way, shape, or to form. try to enforce those laws in an inhumane way mm-hmm. is beneath the ideals of this country. Yep. You know, it's, we are, we are the United States. If we are going to be the best country in the world, then let's, be we the need best. to act like the best country in the yeah. world. And right now, we're not living up to the name. It's so. definitely not make America great again. Right now, we're looking like we're, a freaking fool. Yeah, this is this is terrible. So, yeah. please give if you can. Hopefully. Sorry for our political rant, but it's been I'm bugging not, us. I'm not. I well, I know some people don't get it. on the podcast. They come here more for parenting I, topics. And, I, but this is parenting because is, I just can't imagine my child... If we went to just even visit another country with Jackson, him being taken away from us because of some outrages, well, we have to detain you for 24 hours before you can enter our country. What the... F- like, yeah, no. Let, no. Just put me on a plane and send me back then. You're... And I'm... And that part of me goes, is that some of these these parents like, well, fine, just give me my kid back and send me back. Like, is that an option for me anyway? Probably not because they 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 have they, a zero tolerance. Yeah, zero tolerance. They yeah. So yeah. So it's yeah. I this is something that is vital to the this, continued existence of our country. Yeah. We need to stop acting like we are. So much this for making America police great state. Again. We need to stop acting like you know this ruthless, inhumane mm-hmm. you know cesspool. We need to be better. 
Yeah. This is not the way to be bitter. Yeah. There are other way methods you could use yeah. instead so. of taking children away from their parents. Yeah. So. <sighs> uh, yep. So anyway. Need more wine? <laughs> no, I'll be okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so back to parenting, what we usually do this podcast for. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually pointed out something to me earlier today related to the Fortnite story we talked about last week. Oh, did you and find the article? I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. The World Health Organization has classified video game addiction as a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes sense. It's it's an addictive tendency, just like... Yeah. Just like cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes, just alcohol, like tobacco. Marijuana. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. We Not are... that I've ever tried any of it. <laughs> Is wine... It's interesting you get defensive right after cocaine. <laughs> What about wine? Is wine an addictive? Because I talk about it quite a bit at work. And I mean, technically, alcohol is a controlled substance. And but I'm not. I will. And I, Lance agrees. We are not alcoholics. We have a, a drink or two. We enjoy We enjoy alcohol, but we do not depend on it to function. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, there was... um Ice cream, on the other hand, totally. I needed it so bad this week. And Lance <laughs> got it for me. Yeah. That was, you, you mentioned like just depending on alcohol. I don't think I ever brought this up, but like a while ago, one of the people we listened to from the Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. he he talked like he had like just I'm gonna stop drinking, like just to oh yeah try and clean himself up. And after a few months of that, he went on one of their podcasts that they produced, and he basically laid bare the story. And he was taking five to six shots of whiskey in the morning just to be able to go to work. Oh yeah, you did tell me this. Yeah, and Jeff, it's like, yeah. and he realized like his his break point was when he like he took his shots of whiskey too fast, and then he vomited on the floor, and he's cleaning up his kitchen floor at six thirty in the morning, just praying that his daughter doesn't come downstairs to see that. Oh, she's. And he realized like, okay, I need to make a change. And I have I'm a like, problem. I was like, it's fantastic for him. Mm-hmm. He is seemed better in all the content he's produced and been in since yeah i'm like i am nowhere near that point no i do not get up in the morning and go oh god i need a glass of wine yeah i don't even do that in the middle of the day it's more like four or five o'clock where it's like oh and the only reason i think about it is like oh that just tastes just sounds refreshing not even refreshing See? i don't know like it's just like oh it, it sounds just, good yeah it's like having your coffee in the morning you look forward to having your coffee in the morning. Yeah. They're kind of like having a glass and wine at night. Yeah. I just realized we sound super defensive right now. <laughs> we do kind of sound super defensive. But you can judge me. I don't care. Yeah. World. So, so anyway. Um, I that, only drink uh, wine. So there. <laughs> that uh, nine-year-old girl in uh, the UK with a Fortnite addiction does have an actual mental health she condition. She does have a. Yeah. Have you listened um, to last week's podcast? Yeah. Obviously no follow-up yet on that because of but i could see like video games having a yeah i mean because it it hits those endorphins the same way as well even like me like we were playing overwatch last week and i suggested us playing it again because it was like oh that sounds just like fun but like crash crash bandicoot's coming out this summer and i'm looking forward to purchasing that later this fall because i played that all the time growing up oh my gosh yeah that's your that's your childhood right there yeah so i'm really looking forward to seeing the new layout and format of how it looks on a pc so that'll be exciting plus i want to play fortnite too i just have been lazy because i've been too involved in my book yeah so well i mean it's it's not even related to video games or it's like i i can definitely see like myself like i am so into dungeons and dragons right now yeah and i think people also need to understand it's not just not when they say video games it's not just pc xbox ps4 
PlayStation 4 for those (laughs) (laughs) or anything. It could be related to a game on your phone. I mean, oh yeah, people get addicted to mobile games all the time. So I mean, these are these are activities that are essentially they are designed to elicit. They're digital games, but they're activities that are designed to elicit a response in your brain. Yeah, a yay! I did good. It hits Mm -hmm. those endorphins. Yeah, you get that little release of satisfaction when you, you know, complete a level or Mm -hmm. you beat a boss or you find an item you know whatever it is or just if you win a match of a multiplayer game and like people get addicted to that feeling because it's the same sort of endorphins that tobacco alcohol marijuana cocaine like substances trigger yeah and so it's just important to understand that this is something that should be treated with care yeah not that video games are dangerous because i definitely don't want to turn to one of those parents but just understand that too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It should just be understood and not criticized. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, also speaking of too much of a good thing. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> there okay. is a uh, new study that just came out uh, in the... Oh, hang on. Let me get the Let me get the publication correct. Or it's going to come out. So it's just the abstract that's available now. Um, the Journal of Pediatric <laughs> Research yeah. has just published the results of a study in their like preemptive stages. So it'll probably be in the June or July issue, depending on how far along they are in the publication schedule. Okay. Uh, studying the effect of parents that are on their smartphones during mm. family time. Yes. And they they focus specifically on dinner, mm-hmm. which I think they again it's hard to say without reading the whole article. But I think they probably do that because dinner is still a fairly constant event for most families in this country. I think so. I hope so. If, if there is a meal that the family, the parents and the kids are together, it's dinner. Correct. Because for at least nine months out of the year, breakfast is just a crapshoot. Parents are at work. Kids are at school for lunch. Yep. You have dinner. Yep. And we all know uh, where people end up with on smartphones mm-hmm. you know adults you get up you get the kids ready you go to school you go to work you do your eight hours you come home you make the dinner and you just want to check facebook or twitter or instagram you just want to see what your friends are up to or maybe you just want to read the news or whatever it is mm-hmm. but uh the studies basically found that when kids see their parents on their phones mm-hmm. and not through any extent of time not for like 30 minutes or anything. Just when the kids see their parents on their phones, the kids are more likely to act out, to feel ignored, to throw temper tantrums, to whine and sulk. Yep. Just the presence of a parent looking at a phone during a family activity is enough to increase those negative behaviors in a child. Mm-hmm. And while it's good that that is quantified now, but no shit. <laughs> Like, I understand people need to, like, get their research grants and do their jobs and everything. But, yeah, when the parents ignore the kid, the kid feels ignored. Oh, my God. Boosh. Brain exploding. I'm going to publish my next scientific study on what color the sky is next month, guys. Stay tuned. But it's it's something that we were were talking about at, uh, oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Father's Day. 
Yesterday was Father's yeah, Day. Yesterday was Father's Day. I had a good Father's Day. Okay. Happy Father's Day to the uh, like three guys that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the one guy that doesn't have any kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a good godfather, though. He's a great godfather. Anyway, but we were talking about it, and we just kind of the reels like, yeah, we tend not. We just sort of naturally tend not to look at our phones during our meals. Yes, Granted, we do. Most of our meals, Jackson is looking at a screen, but that's just his time to unwind and enjoy some screen time. That, and it has always just moderated to make sure that our outing is on a good note. And we we make sure that it's not just like, oh, well, like he might have just left home having screen time and then we'll go out to dinner and then he'll have screen time when he gets back. We don't work that way. Like it's in moderation. Well, it's like even when we're just having dinner at home, we plan our days around like Jackson, like he basically earns good screen time Mm -hmm. by the end of the day. So he can watch one of his movies while we eat. Yeah. His, his meals are, are timed to screen time. Yeah. Which is, Something that some people, I think, would originally scoff at, but mm-hmm. it helps Jackson to stay engaged at the table. And eat. And eat, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he's getting a little too into it, we have no problem pausing it to get him to focus on what he's doing so he can work on his spoon yeah. skills or whatever. But yep. we typically do not get on our phones. No. We were we talked about this. We don't get on to our phones unless... We're referencing something we're talking about. So, like, yesterday when we were out to eat, we were referencing something, like, we saw on Twitter. So, I had pulled out my phone to see if I could find that exact tweet so I could right. show you. Or, like, we came up with a podcast idea. So, you pulled out your phone and, you know, typed it into your notes real yeah. quick. It but was the story. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Oh, my God. We're in the Twilight Zone. Do, 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 do. Anyway, <laughs> but our phones are never out to an extent of that's what they are like for the whole for the whole time we're there like from the time we sit down to the time we leave our phones are not out yeah we and like when we're at home like yeah it's and the story came to me because we were sitting across from a group of two dads who came with in with their three or four kids i think yeah i think three boys with two and sat down to a dinner and i just kind of I always people watch, so sorry to whoever. I'm sorry to these dads. I'm criticizing, but from the time we they got there to the time they left, even before we left, because Lance and I always have a tendency to just make sure we enjoy our time out because we don't get to go out to eat and sit with Jackson a lot. So it's, you know, Jackson would have a movie for an hour and a half. So Lance and I talk and we socialize and, you know, we love each other, so we talk to each other. <laughs> and so, but these two um, fathers, it looked like they were on their phone the entire time. Except yeah. when they were eating, I think. Yeah, and the the three boys were just talking to themselves. I but... think they had a phone between the three of them. Oh, did they? Yeah. Hmm. From time to time, it would come yeah, out. It, it looked like a, um, also to put it into time perspective, it looked like a College World Series trip kind of. Yeah, like I think was... so too. So, and I, don't get me wrong, if that's the, if that's what you want to do and you've already, sp- like maybe in their case, they've already spent all afternoon with their kids. Maybe they just need to kind of decompress too and they're happy to just do it now because the boys had a phone so they could chit chat between themselves and the dads could do their own thing. That's fine. But I just, I think as a society as a whole, we need to make sure that we're, like the study said, which is kind of common sense, when you're at the dinner table or when you're out to eat or you're having a meal with your family, you're focused on your family. Yeah. 
So it's, yeah, and, like, and I'm not trying I, to preach or anything like no, that. No, I, I, I think that's you made, our. I think you made a really good observation there that we were looking at one little, like microcosm of those five people's day. Yeah. So it's you know we're not passing overall judgment, but it, it was just a good reminder of why we, you know, we, we naturally we do. don't engage with our devices when we're together around a table. Mm-hmm. And it's. Not like we have a hard, fast rule. And I know mm-hmm. some families might need that rule or at least to get used to it. Yeah. And I don't hold that against them, but... And even there's times when us, like, if we're not eating dinner with Jackson, if we are, we're usually watching the movie with him and kind of socializing with him, around him, through, you know, over him. But there's times when we just sit down, the two of us, and it's like, I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing to pop out. Okay, so we pull out our phones, and then we'll be like, "Hey, did you see this?" And we'll pass phones. Yeah, that's back. our that's our that's our Sunday nights of like, I've spent forty hours with you. I have no I more don't topics know what of conversation else to, talk to you about. So we pass phones back and forth. Let's just let's just race through Twitter and see who can find the funny tweets yeah. first. So I just I don't know. I but that's always kind of in the back of my mind been something that's always kind of bothered me from time to time when we'll siege people out and they don't have their phones out, but they're not talking to each other either. Yeah, that always that kind of bothers me too. So like we've been out where we haven't had our phones out, but we have nothing to talk to, like on a date night. Like we've just run out of things, so we've invented games to play. Like our oh yeah, our uh, name. You know, we'll say an actor or actress and name five movies they've been in. And so sometimes we'll get out the phone and check IMDb. Like, no, he wasn't in that. Yes, he was. We have arguments about who's in what movies. So, but but like we invent games or we'll like we would pull out a phone. I could see us pulling it, but we did that. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. We did pull out a phone (laughs) when we went and saw Infinity Wars. Yeah. Because we had already been together all day. We had just seen the movie and we wanted to look up the trivia. So that was probably the quiet dinner we had. That's probably the quietest one. Because we were at like cantina laredo yeah and yeah. we sat at a table and it was loud there and we just sat heads together going through the looking trivia. at one phone together yeah which on a side note imdb trivia is crap nowadays no shit it's it's not even trivia of the movie it's like did you know tom holland and this other guy named tom in the movie they both named tom I'm no like, shit. thanks imdb you're really good at this who <laughs> is this user <laughs> thanks random imdb uh, contributor for mm. your worthless contribution to society <laughs> yeah so yeah but, i think i'm done yeah. talking yeah so and the the <laughs> other little segue too is um we also got to experience a little bit of the uh other side of parenting that we don't see a lot of uh what happens when kids are screaming in restaurants Oh, you can take earplugs <laughs> with you. Yeah. Here's the thing. We we were eating food. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we were? Eating food. Were we, we were, eating food at a restaurant? I don't know. I was Is like, that I don't know why works? I tried to split. Like, I tried to say eating dinner, but we it came out food. We were eating food at a restaurant. Yes. Anyway, this Weird. there was a kid, what, oh. maybe 18 months old? Oh. Around that yeah. age? Yeah. Yeah, and probably good. just just every once in a while I hear the little, like, this shriek. And I... Shriek? Well, that was ear piercing yeah, annoyance. It, the frequency was really getting oh to you. God, but, I even hit the table the one time. <laughs> oh my God, that hurts. But I had that realization of like when Jackson was a baby, I was like, oh no, no, no. Sh- sh-. <laughs> and I realized it's never as loud as you think it is. Yeah, but this kid, but he should get an Academy Award because <laughs> that this, hurt. This was 45 minutes of the thing intensifying and intensifying. And the parents were very much like, 
no, no, we're going to sit here and have our dinner. Yeah, he and, needs to learn his lesson that we're yeah. not just going to get up and leave if he's, <laughs> oh my God, I'm like, please, I'll pay you to leave. Yeah, I don't know what lesson you're trying to teach this 18-month-old oh, kid about patience, yeah. but it ain't going to work. No. You got to wait till they're like six to teach patience. Oh, if that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just a fun thing. I was like, really, they're not that loud. And I was like, okay, they could they could take yeah, that kid. Yeah, you were funny. I was like, oh, that's killing me. And Lance is like, oh, it's not bothering me. Remember when Jackson used to do that? And it would pierce. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. And then five minutes later, I'm like, yeah, yeah they could go for a drive to Colorado. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then right as we decide, well, we had finished. Like, we weren't letting it ruin our meal or anything like that. Yeah. We were still talking and everything. We would just comment on the screams. And we finished our meal. And I left miserable, as always, because I ate too much. And then as we go to leave, the the dad of the boy took him outside. I'm like, of course. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> Just my luck. He saw us come and was like, oh, no, I'm not taking their crap. Like, yeah. I got to go. I know. I got autism parents on my ass. <laughs> They're going to tell me what's what. He saw the kid with the iPad. They knew. Get out of the way. <laughs> well, anyway, so, I think that'll do it for this week on Sippy Cup Cocktails. I suppose. Uh, if you guys survived the first 20 pee. to 25 minutes or so, thank you yeah. so much. Yes, thank if you for listening new to our here, rant. Holy cow, kudos for you for sticking through this whole thing. Yeah, if you're new, I'm sorry. This is what you picked to <laughs> you listen to for the first time. But but if you're not new, we might not be so angry next week. So find your friends. Again, Melissa, this podcast. Yeah. And so share it around. Uh, get people to listen. As always, uh, give us those uh, five-star reviews on uh, iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to list it for lower than five stars, just uh, don't do that. And uh, <laughs> we will see you yeah, guys next week for a brand new round of Sippy Cup Cocktails. Bye. Peace.